Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we're going to have a great interview with somebody, and this is somebody who I've met three times over the last three years, and in just a minute, I'll tell you about him and his family and why I wanted to invite him on the show, but I want to start off with a little reminder. If you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, or or, or you're just thinking about, hey, I want to do that, or, or maybe you're inside a company and you want to be more entrepreneurial in that role, now would be a great time to join the Cool Things Project. I put together this little community, and it's a small but mighty group of people. We're going to get together and do uh, little chats once a week. We're going to have a Facebook community where you can share ideas. And it's just the chance for you not to feel so alone as a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or someone who's just trying to carve that path. So jump over to TomSinger.com, pull down the About button, and down there you'll see where it says Group Coaching Project and uh, sign up right there. All right, let's jump into today's show. So today's guest is Patrick Joven. Now, I met Patrick as, if you listen to the show, you know that I speak at conferences. And three years ago, I was the keynote speaker at NATSO. NATSO is the National Association of Truck Stop Operators. And Patrick and his mom and his brothers were there because they have an all-natural pain formula to help people if their feet hurt, their legs are hurting, and they were starting off marketing it through small mom-and-pop ventures, a lot of which were like truck stops and other things. So they were there with a trade show booth. And sometimes you just meet people where you say, holy cow, these people are really cool. Now, when I first started this, I wasn't doing the podcast yet, so I couldn't have them on the show. But fast forward three years later, I spoke there last year, hung out with them, spoke there last month, hung out with them again. And this time, I wanted him to be a guest. So I asked him to come and join me. We'll talk a little bit about how his business got started. We'll talk about his family. When I met them, I called them the Partridge family of entrepreneurs because mom, dad, and the three brothers all work together. And I actually find that to be quite interesting. So Patrick Joven, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. How you doing, Tom? Doing well. So why don't you tell everybody a little about your business? Uh, we're, uh, like you said, we're a family business. We, uh, we make, produce, distribute our own brand of uh, chemical-free, whole food-based pain-relieving products. Basically, they're, uh, they're meant to address body issues by giving nutrition back to the body. So a different concept than the, you know, the analgesic-based products, even the painkillers that are, that are out there. Our product's basically meant to give the body nutrition or otherwise it wouldn't be getting it. They, uh, they were developed for my dad's health issues or something where... His body was uh, looking for a healthy change, looking for something that it could use to actually promote wellness in areas of the body that were struggling. And, and from there, you know, out of, out of necessity and his, uh, his chemistry background, he basically got into, you know, compounding the products and, and developing what we have today. So we have uh, three products in our line. We have an ultimate healing cream product, which is a pain relief product. We have a foot repair product that's circulation-based. And then we have a decongestive product that's more for you know, headaches, stress, tension, congestion, any fatigue the body's under. But uh, basically, you know, they're, they're a nutritional product that's, that's meant to give back to the body instead of taking from. So, and the company is called Tropaseal? Yep, Tropaseal Products is our, uh, our corporate name. Our brand is the Naturals brand, um, spelled N-A-T-U-R-U-L-Z, a little bit different spelling, but uh, 
you know, it's hard to get a website. <laughs> and then, uh, and yeah, Tropiceals are, are actually um, our umbrella name. So what's your role with the company, Patrick? Um, you know, when, when you own your own business, when you're your own entrepreneur, uh, you wear a lot of hats. So um, I do everything from, you know, presenting our product at trade shows um, to, you know, doing my own, uh, my own sales calls to all my accounts that carry the product to, you know, packaging deals that, that are, are distributed throughout the country. So what so led you, what led you to becoming an entrepreneur? Clearly your parents were entrepreneurs, but you know, as you kind of went from like, you know, teenage years to now being in your twenties and, and launching a career, what made you stay with the family business? I wasn't good enough at golf, to be honest with you. <laughs> is that no, your was, I, uh, was that your was that your career plan was to be a professional career golfer? Plan was to be a professional golfer, and uh, you know I, I worked that really hard and saw what what you know the family's product was doing, and uh, that we were actually you know affecting people out there and, and getting our product to people that could benefit from it, and uh, saw that it could be something that that was a little more fulfilling than just just pursuing something for yourself. So what do you love about the fact that you're working for yourself or, or with your family? What do you like about the lifestyle that you guys have created? Well, the lifestyle's fantastic. I, I travel we uh I travel with my brother and my cousin. Uh we call ourselves, you know, the the three young entrepreneurs actually is kind of our own self self-given title. And uh, you know, we traveled our own sales calls, we're our own ambassadors at the store level. And uh, you know, what we really try to do is is bring uh the old school grocery mentality back to you know, the accounts that carry our product. So I, I love it all. So is there any days where you think, wait a minute, I could have gone and been an accountant? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not very good with numbers. <laughs> so what advice do you have for somebody who wants to create their own path in the world, right? I mean, I mean, that's what your family is doing. Like I said, I met your mom and, and she clearly has been doing this for a long time. But if somebody, you know, maybe they're young and they're just starting out and they're thinking, I, I want to do my own thing. What advice do you have? You know, working hard's the easy answer. You could say work hard to everybody, but uh, the key is working smart. You know, uh, don't don't work a fifteen hour day if the next day you're going to get up and not be able to, you know, give that full that full commitment the next day. So the key is, uh, you know, building things strategically. Don't don't you know try to be that flash in the pan company that's you know everything to everybody one day and not there the next. It's you know, for us, we've tried to build roots behind our product, something where, you know, we can grow it gradually. And, uh, you know, what I'd say is, is you know, work hard, but, but work smart with everything you do. Don't, you know, don't over-invest into, into any area. Just, you know, make it towards a, you know, comfortable, you know, push towards what you're doing. So what was the background? What was it like growing up in a family where your parents were extremely entrepreneurial and, and sort of brought you along? Uh, you know, it was fun. I, at... 13 years old, my, uh, my mom had a software program that was designed to give a computer-generated look to Mary Kay consultants to where they could uh, better profile their, their clients and the people that were buying their product. And at 13 years old, I was forced onto a sales floor and uh, basically learned how to talk to people, learned how to bring energy. And, uh, you know, it's kind of all I really know, to be honest. So what was the background? What all did your parents do? Um, their entrepreneurial background, pretty much, uh, you know, always, always were looking for something that they could, uh, you know, keep the family afloat first and foremost, but uh, also things where they could get ahead and make their mark. And so, um, you know, we owned an auctioneering company as a family, um, it, when I was very young 
we moved to the state of Oregon because of my dad's health issues. Um, my mom kind of took over the, you know, the lead entrepreneur role, role while my dad's, you know, health um, got better. And then, uh, you know, it, it at, you know, now we all work the, the business together, but it was something where, you know, health dictated change. We moved to Oregon because of his health issues. And, you know, that was also the, the catalyst for designing the products that we have now. So it was something where, you know, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of things came out of necessity. And you spent a lot of time uh, on the golf course trying to pursue sort of a career as a professional, maybe professional golfer. What similarities are there to the dedication you have to do, you know, as a young man on the golf course? What are the similarities to that as a, as a young entrepreneur? Practice makes perfect. You know, it's, uh, it's about repetition. It's about, you know, about grooving that thought and, uh, you know, not just, you know, like I said, the flash in the pan, not just hoping, you know, you're going to show up with your clubs and be able to go step out on a golf course and, and shoot the score you want to shoot. It's about, you know, putting in that practice, putting in the time, knowing that, you know, today is, uh, you know, what will help you in the future, not necessarily, you know, you don't have to always look for the end result right now. So do you still get out on the golf course? <sighs> not, not, not that much. Unfortunately, I, I play about once a month. My, my younger brother is still very committed to the game and he gets out quite a bit, but I, uh, I just moved my fiance and I into a new house and, you know, all, all those things that come with it. So, so I'm, I'm working at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, I got more questions for you, Patrick, but first I got to thank the sponsor of this show. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Patrick Joven. So if you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Patrick, you guys have put together a company that has a product that you're selling to consumers. Now, a lot of people who I interview on the show are business-to-business and services companies. What's the hardest part about actually creating a physical packaged product? Um, you know, once again, it's, it's, it's going back to, to being that old-school grocery company, not just being another product sitting on a shelf. You know, the, the key with a retail product is never letting it collect dust, and so what we've really focused on is, uh, is, you know, putting touch behind our product, you know, once again, being our own ambassadors and, and, you know, getting people genuinely excited about, about what we have going in our company. So, uh, you know, a lot of communication. We, we spend a lot of time on the phone, um, you know, learn something from you that a, a handwritten letter means a lot. And, uh, you know, what we do is we try to try to provide that, that old school mentality of, of the touch, the service, and, you know, a handwritten letter from time to time. So, you know, it's interesting. When I met you guys, I had done a speech, and we talked about the power of that, of that handwritten note. And that just ties into the whole idea of building long-term and mutually beneficial relationships. So how important is the network? Is that real relationship to any entrepreneur? Oh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's huge. We, uh, we attended, you know, we've attended dozens of trade shows now, but now we're, we're attending trade shows for the second and third time. And it makes business a lot easier when everything's done on a handshake, instead of having somebody feel you out and you feel them out and, you know, try to try to somehow strike a deal from there. 
by being two or three years or, you know, we're, we're a seven year old company now altogether. Um, you know, what we've figured out is that, uh, you know, it, it, it creates that, you know, having that, that, that touch and making that handshake is, is a huge deal. It's, it's very important. We, you know, we show up to trade shows and the first day usually you get to go play golf or you get a, you know, you get to go have a, have a drink with, with a buyer and, you know, having that, that one-on-one time or that four hours on a golf course is, uh, you know, is equally as important as sitting on a, you know, a trade show or show floor and, and creating your pitch. So you started off, I mean, your distribution began just sort of store to store, one, one client at a time, putting out small little displays. How's the business grown? Oh, I mean, it's, we, we started at, at a county fair, actually, was where we first sold our product. <laughs> and we sold it to, you know, our neighbors and the people that worked in our grocery stores and things along those lines. And uh, now we're in about 45 states, about 1,000 retail stores. We work with... Uh, some of the big distribution companies throughout the, the United States now in, in Cardinal. Um, we also work with the Kroger Corporation, which is a big natural grocery um, store chain. So we're, you know, we're, we're climbing that ladder and, and, you know, finding great success along the way. So what's the biggest change from selling at a, at a county fair or going into some mom and pop little store to working with people at the level of Kroger and beyond? What's the biggest changes that brings to your company? We're no longer making the product in the kitchen, so <laughs> you know that's that's number one. No, it's uh, you know, it's it's about having that confidence in uh, in your brand and in your product, and uh, you know, in what you're doing to to not be afraid to go make that that next step and and you know, dip a dip a toe in a pond that you've never been in before. There's, you know, it's very easy to sit with the status quo and be happy with what you have. And then there's that that next step of actually growing your brand and and you know taking it worldwide and luckily my my support network and my team that we work with you know we're all very hungry and we're all very excited about the growth that we can you know we can accomplish. So the company's seven years old and I don't want to give away your age but you're still a young guy and so you clearly started into the business when you were very very young. What are the biggest challenges that an entrepreneur has when when maybe you know I'm almost fifty. What's the biggest challenge an entrepreneur has when they're 20? Uh, my, you know, for me, I, I've always, uh, I've always greeted everything with a smile and I've never had, had too many roadblocks. My younger brother, when we, we first started the business, we were selling, you know, all natural pain relieving creams and he had dreadlocks down to the middle of his back. And so <laughs> there was always that, that, you know, initial conversation that had to be made where people had to feel him out and, you know, break down those barriers and break down those walls to actually. Now, I got I to gotta jump in here because I've met your younger brother and he's, you know, young guy. You didn't know pretty, that. He's a young guy, pretty handsome guy, really clean cut, cut kind of the corporate hairdo going. He had dreadlocks down all the way down his back and was making sales calls. He did. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, it was a neat thing because you could watch people. You'd sit down in a meeting with somebody and, uh, you know, the first five minutes, arms were folded and people were you know, trying to dismiss you. And, you know, he was able to kind of, kind of curb their, uh, you know, their visions of him by, uh, you know, by speaking eloquently and, uh, you know, bringing his message. And so it was an interesting thing for me to watch. And it was also a, a neat dynamic to have on your team of, of, you know, a guy who, who, you know, society sees as an outcast and yet he had the brains that were, were, you know, running the operation type thing. So that was, it was really an interesting thing. It was neat. 
So over the seven years, as, as you've aged as, as a human being and as an entrepreneur, we've cut, his hair. <laughs> we've cut his hair. What's the biggest changes you've experienced now with seven years of experience under your belt? Um, it's, you know, it's becoming easier. It's, uh, it's, you know, you're still putting in the same amount of effort, still putting in the same amount of time, but, uh, the systems are in place. You know, we understand what our objective is and what our goal is. And so, you know, it's just coming into the office with that, you know, that love mentality with excitement and, uh, you know, bringing that energy every day. We're, we're a love-based company because we're all family. You know, we know when we show up at the office, you know, that, that we're going to be greeted with love. And so, you know, building off that, it's, it's pretty easy to, to show up at work every day. So what's the hardest part, though, of working with mom and dad and your brother and your cousin and your fiance? I mean, y- y- y'all are around each other a lot. Um, hardest part. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I don't look at it that way, to be honest, that we, we, we really mesh well together. My, uh, I was homeschooled growing up and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of relied on my parents for my information. And so now having them be the, the oversight on what we do is, you know, kind of, kind of the way it's always been. So I, you know, I've never really, we don't, we don't have too many, you know, too many arguments or too many heavy discussions, um, you know, every now and then we'll have a healthy debate, but you know, that's a part of business. That's how you hash things out. So it's interesting because I sort of said in the introduction that I sort of called you guys, you know, the partridge family of, of entrepreneurs, but it was so true to see all the kids standing there with mom and, uh, you know, everybody kind of having a role in, in, in sort of your little band, uh, you know, what's the advantage to that? Oh man, it, it's, uh, it's really nice. I mean, it's, uh, you know, my, my dad, he's, you know, if, if you've ever seen the Wizard of Oz, there's the man behind the curtains and, you know, it's, he's running the Emerald City and, uh, you know, he's, he's the brains behind the operation. We give him all that credit. And, uh, you know, it's really nice when you can go, you know, sit man to man and also father to son and ask questions about business and, you know, know that you're getting, you know, getting a, an answer that is, you know, been thought out and, you know, actually has your best interests at heart as well. So. So have you, in your own sort of career, your dad clearly has been and your mom have been mentors to you. Have you found mentors like just in the packaged goods world? Have you found some people outside of the business to give you advice? Oh, absolutely. So how important are mentors? They're huge. You know, I, I, I can't say that I do. You know, I, I, I like to read stories. I, I'm more of a, you know, a quick story guy. You give me a, a, a nice article in a magazine or you give me a, you know, an upstart story and I, I'm, I'm glued to it, but, uh, you know, just there, there's so much knowledge out there that you can learn from other people. If you just, uh, you know, take the time to do some listening every now and then there's, there's a lot that can can be learned. So Patrick, I call the show cool things entrepreneurs do. What's the coolest thing you guys are doing in your business? Tell me more about what you guys are up to. Hmm. Coolest thing we're doing in our business. Well, um, you know, I, I said it a little bit earlier, but, uh, going into distribution companies, we've always really prided ourselves and, uh, you know, being the last person to touch our product as it goes to our distributors. So we've always, we've always really prided ourselves in making sure every product looks exactly, you know, how we want it when it goes out the door, working with distributors and working with, you know, these, these bigger box retailers, we know that we can't always have that last touch. And so, being able to turn over that trust is is a huge, you know, huge thing for us. It's very exciting for us as well. 
that, uh, you know, the buck doesn't stop here. It actually stops with a, a distribution company now that is, is handling our product and, you know, working with them is, it's a huge opportunity for us. It, it gives us an, you know, a national presence and, you know, also makes it to where we can't be so honoring. <laughs> How hard was it to go from, you know, being that mom and pop doing your own distribution to actually striking up the conversation and striking the deal with the larger distributors? Um, it's what we always wanted. We, we never wanted to be the, you know, the small fish, small pond. We always wanted to be that small fish in a really big pond. And so we always knew that, you know, we wanted to be in, you know, all 50 states. We also knew that, you know, we wanted to have our reach in other countries someday. And uh, so, you know, it's just been putting one foot in front of the other and, and seeing how far you can take it. <laughs> so I think that in addition to wanting to take their business to the next level and make money, I think great entrepreneurs are also, ad are also observers. And so I love to ask the people who come onto the show, who are the people who you observe, not in your business, but who you see out there, who you say, wow, they are doing cool things as an entrepreneur? Well, the valley I live in, I, we, we're from Roseburg, Oregon, which it's a, it's a lumber community. It's a, a small community, about 30,000 people all together. And uh, our community is really growing right now. We, uh, we have the wineries are coming into our area, basically everything from the, the Northern California you know, valleys are moving up to the, the Southern Oregon valleys. Um, we also have a local, you know, the, the contingency of, uh, home brewers who make their, you know, local brews and, you know, sell beer at, uh, you know, their local bars. And, uh, we also have a, a coffee company that's out of, it's about an hour South of us out of Grants Pass, Oregon named Dutch brothers coffee company. And, uh, I just read an article the other day and, uh, they were, it was it was about a three three page article on on their company and uh, they're they're a coffee company. Basically, what they do is they do drive up kiosk coffee companies and or state stands. And uh, they started with one stop. It became you know became popular. Within a couple of years, they had five stops in their hometown. Um, now they have about two hundred locations spread throughout the state. And they have about a $15 million, you know, net value on their company. But uh, I read their article the other day and, and basically what they, you know, they base their business off of is love. They understand that the coffee isn't what's driving, you know, their growth. What's driving their growth is that everybody who meets them, you know, their customers at the windows is excited. They're young, they're enthusiastic, they're, you know, and they're making a warm cup of coffee for somebody who's starting their day. So, you know, I, I've been really excited to, to watch them grow and, uh, you know, also see that, you know, by instead of ever talking about coffee, this article that I read never really talked about coffee. What it talked about was, you know, the love behind everything that they do and that people flock to that. And so, you know, they've been a really neat thing for me to watch, you know, in, in, in my local area and been really neat to watch them grow. Well, and, and when I think about it, I don't get that same level of love from my Keurig in the morning. When I pop in, <laughs> when I pop the pod in the Keurig, it doesn't love me back. You don't have to spend four dollars on it either, though. No. That's the, the good part. That that is the nice the nice version. Yeah. Hey, so Patrick, in addition to being observers, I also think that entrepreneurs want to do more than just make money. They they want to leave a mark behind. So, what do you and your family do to contribute to the greater good? Um, you know. 
when it comes to like giving back, we uh, we work with a lot of you know local charities with uh, you know just giving our product to people who can benefit from it. We work with the Emanuel Burn Center, which is a, a burn center out of Portland, Oregon. We found that our, our total foot repair product does a wonderful job uh, with circulation circulation based issues. So uh, with with burns, there's a lot of stagnation under the body. So we actually had you know a, a local person bring our product to the center, and now we're a you know a full fledged partner with them where we do a compassion based program to get our product to people that can benefit from it. So um, you know we we sponsor some local you know music events and things like that, but. Really, right now we're you know we're focusing on you know getting our product on as many bodies as possible. We know that our product you know has healing hands behind it, so you know we're we're very excited about just just getting our product to people as well. So, if people have been listening to this episode and they think I want to know about these these products that they have, what is it? Naturals, you know, with a Z. How how in the world do they find the product? Where 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 can they get them? Well, um, we work with a you know, a variety of different stores. We work with a, a lot of truck stops, actually, like you said, with the, the Natso show. What we saw was was niche marketing for us because we weren't, you know, the the aspirin, the, the you know, the, the pain product that everybody recognizes in their grandpa's medicine cabinet. Well, we realized we had to differentiate ourselves from everybody else out there, put ourselves in markets that our products stood alone. So you can find us in, you know, truck stops, farm and ranch supply stores. And then we also work with the gauntlet of, you know, health food stores, natural food stores, um, and then, you know, local mom and pop chiropractors. Um, our website is tropiceal.com, which is T-R-O-P-I-C-E-E-L.com. And uh, it's a very information-based website. So you can take a lot of, or, you know, take a look at that and get some good information on our products. Awesome. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, over the three years that I've known you, I think that you and your family, you've always impressed me as people who really had that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think, you know, I wish more people had it, the generational level where they worked together and really enjoyed it. So your family has impressed me. The product has impressed me. And I was just glad to ask you to be here on the show. Well, thank you very much, Tom. You know, it, uh, we're always excited to see you too. You've been, uh, you know, you were there day one for us at that, at that show. And um, you know, that was really our first national show when we, we took our product on a national spotlight. And so, you know, you have a warm place in our hearts as well. And we, we appreciate everything you've done for us. Well, again, thanks for being a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And to those of you who have listened, thanks for tuning in. Check out their product. If you're in a store and you see the Naturals line, buy it. I think you'll, I think you'll like it. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool. But in the meantime, I want you to go out there. And have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.